0: This is a challenge for all the parents out there who are Christian parents, but yet behaving um, the opposite. A true Christian parent is going to love their kids, going to ask questions. They're not going to understand what's going on in their life, why they're coming out, what's happening. That's okay. But these religious Christians who you think you can kick your kid out of the house and you're justified because it's what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't say to neglect your children ever. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, Jesus specifically says to love everybody, love your neighbor as yourself. So what you should be doing with your kids is wrapping your arms around them and loving them through it and asking questions and becoming more understandable about what's going on, not kicking them out. You're trying to justify an action With something in the bible that is simply not true and the only one that's going to have to deal with that repercussion christian parent is you when you have to meet your maker and he says job not well done my not faithful servant
1: what's up y'all my name's leticia and you're listening to confessions from the closet a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of Confessions from the Closet. I am so excited about this week's episode. I am joined by someone who I found on TikTok. Um, I got on the right side of TikTok, I guess. And I found this woman and she blew my mind, and I could not get off of her page. Um, Her story is amazing, and I'm so excited for y'all to hear it tonight. When I saw her TikTok, I could not stop watching it, and I just knew in my heart from the Holy Spirit, this story has to be told on every platform that we can get it on. So tonight, today, whatever time it is you're listening, I am joined by Jana, aka at Jana Trans Mama on TikTok, and here we have her. Welcome. Thank you for coming.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Yes. I'm so pumped about this. I've been thinking about it for weeks. And when I finally got all my equipment to do remote interviews, I was like, okay, I got to, I got to reach out. We got to do this.
0: So I'm uh, really I excited. appreciate it. That's I'm excited. I'm hoping that somebody out there on the other end is going to be able to hear this and, and hopefully relate to it. So I know they will for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So I want to start something. I love to do every um, interview that I do, no matter who it is is I want to know more about how you came to have faith,
0: like your story of
1: how you came to know the Lord. I just think it's fascinating to hear those
0: stories. Sure, sure. Um, it starts when I was actually very young. Um, I'm not sure how much time we have, so you're good. Keep me on the keep me on the right track. Um, <clears throat> when I was very young, um, my older sister and I were walking home from school, and a car hit her and killed her in the middle of the road. And I had to run home and tell mom. And Mm. that day has never been the same. And for a while, like we were, we were raised Catholic and nothing against Catholicism, put that out there, but it just wasn't for me. Everybody has their, their fit. Right. And it wasn't mine, but, um, I couldn't understand why if God was such a great God, why would he take my sister and not take me Mm. too? Yeah. Why would he leave me behind to deal with this mess? Because after everything happened, um, my folks their, their self-medication was alcohol. And were Mm -hmm. they abusive alcoholics? Absolutely not. They were loving, they were good parents, but that was what their focus was. That's what their, you know, and, um, looking back, I, I don't know what I would do if, if, if my son died, I, Mm -hmm. you know, so, um, but anyway, and I remember we would go to church on Sunday Or on Saturday, maybe Catholic Church, maybe it was Saturdays. I can't remember, honestly. And then we'd go right to the graveyard right after and watch my mom leaning over the grave and just crying for, it felt like hours. It was probably a half an hour, right? But when you're a kid, you think it's half of the afternoon. And I just kept thinking, I, this just doesn't seem right. I don't know about this whole God thing. And this, this happened when I was eight years old. Wow! And at that point I was like, mm. so I knew about God because my folks took me to church, but they were not in a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. They were religious Catholic people. They weren't a relationship Catholic people. Right. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about how to fall in love with Jesus or who he was or how to pray or to open up yourself to him and all this stuff. I just knew that we would go to church on Saturday or Sunday and mom and dad would drink and party the rest of the week. And it was, that's just the way life was. mm mm-hmm. And then fast forward, um, graduated uh, high school and uh, started into college. And I met a couple of people I worked with and they were Christians and they've been Christians their whole lives. Parents were Christians, completely different upbringing, Mm -hmm. but there was something about them, something about them. And I don't know, I can't pinpoint it. Mm -hmm. It's not like they came out and said, I'm a Jesus follower. And if you don't quit saying the F-bomb, you're going to hell. It was nothing like that. They just behaved in a Christian manner right? Mm -hmm. So we became friends. And I remember I went to a a bonfire, a youth group bonfire. And I'm thinking, all right, where's the beer? Like, let's do this, you know? And they're sitting around doing kumbaya with their ukuleles around this campfire. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? But then I was like, this is kind of cool because nobody's drinking and everybody's just having fun. And believe it or not, I'm not a big drinker. I never have been. Maybe it's because I got tired of seeing drunk people around me my whole life, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was actually relieved. Yeah anyhow, um, fast forward, they were the ones that introduced me to Jesus. And um, I will never forget going out of that water and coming back up. Yeah. Um, December 13th of 1996, 6.30 PM on a Tuesday night. And it was me and my then husband and our pastor and a couple friends and down we went. And that feeling of coming up out of that water, Mm -hmm. I have never felt so clean and so whole and so fresh in my life. It was like, I could take every bad thing about me on a whiteboard and it was like, this is Christ just erasing all of it. And I was yeah. just this shiny thing with no blemishes. So that's how I fell in love with Jesus. And as we all do, our our uh, journeys, you know, sometimes we're stronger in our faith than others. And mm-hmm. I went through those times too, but I never lost faith. Yeah, I just didn't practice my faith as strongly as other times.
1: Mm-hmm. I, that's an amazing story. You know, like, I was trying oh, to keep it thanks. together. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, yeah. My
1: wife and daughter just got baptized because my wife was raised Catholic and my mom was raised Catholic. And they both have gotcha. similar stories where it's just like all of a sudden, you know, they're sure. different and you just can't. Yeah. Away. And
0: congratulations to your wife. Yeah. Congratulations to her and your daughter, because it's um, and I knew something. And again, this is nothing against Catholics. But for me, that's mm-hmm. not where my heart belonged. And I knew that because as a young kid, I would see the father go down the aisle with his pole of all his stuff. And then he had the circus behind him and they were all, you know, I felt like it was this big play. Like, Mm -hmm. and then they would say, Oh, you did something wrong go to confession say five Hail Marys and you're saved. And I kept thinking, but then who's Jesus? If Jesus is the one. Mm -hmm. And of course I was too young to understand the way the truth and the life and the way you get through him. I didn't know that. I just knew if this Jesus is a person, then why am I going to St. Mary? Why am I doing rosary? I, why am I telling a mm. priest my sins when he can't get me to heaven? Like I knew at a young age, it just didn't compute for me. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. A question. Nothing against Catholics. It's great. No, Cause my aunt's Catholic and I love thing. her and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It just wasn't for me.
1: Yeah. So something that I've heard you talk about before is you no. have a sister who's a lesbian. So I do. is that? Yes. So I want to know, mm-hmm. um, how, before your story started happening, um, how did you feel about LGBT people and being Christian?
0: Like what were your It's interesting. For? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's a totally different perspective when your kid becomes part of the community. Okay. Mm-hmm. So before my kid came out, before I was really figuring things out at that point, I was like, do your thing. I don't care. Meh, whatever. <laughs> but I knew, I thought I knew that homosexuality was bad and You know, it's way back in the Old Testament how men can't lay with man and it's, you know, they're homosexuals. That's We now know it's not that way, but when that's the only thing you're taught, that's all you know and you assume everybody has the same teaching that you do, right? Mm -hmm. So in my heart, I was like, ah, Maggie's not, um, she's not going to be saved and she's not going to go to heaven, but that's on her. And I wasn't really a strong, strong Christian at that point. So really, I was kind of lukewarm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and so I didn't care what my sister did. And my sister came out to me when she was young. She was probably 16, I think. No, she was probably 20. Anyway, she was young. And she was really afraid to come out to me because I was a Christian. I don't want Mm -hmm. you to take my, your kids away from me. You know, and I said, I would never do that, Maggie. What you're doing is what you're doing. If you love my kids, I don't care. And I had that. So I never was against it. Mm -hmm. But I had a different perspective when my kid came out.
1: Yeah. So let's go into that story because that's really what made me just fall in love with you.
0: Yeah. So, so to, let me,
1: tell me about Cody.
0: Yeah. Cody is um, I have my box of Kleenex because I can guarantee you, I'm going to be using this <laughs> just so you know, because I can, you. I told the story on Instagram and I cannot believe I didn't cry. I did, I can't believe I didn't cry. Um, I, I have two kids. I have an older son as well. He's 23. His name is Noah. When we had him, we wanted biblical names. Um, because Noah's strong and people told Noah that, oh, you'll never build an ark. You're too old. Why are you listen to you? You're crazy. The weather is fine and that, Well, all that stuff, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Noah persisted. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and he persisted and he did the mm-hmm. right thing and God saved him and his family and made this world a much better place, right? So we wanted to name him Noah. Cody came along. We had obviously a female birth name for Cody, which I'm not going to talk about right now because that's Mm -hmm. not okay. But um, it was also a biblical name. Same kind of reason. We wanted names from the Bible. So we knew that our kids, we wanted them to have as much of the Bible in them as we possibly could. Yeah. So um, my kids are young. We're going to church. We're doing all the things that you're supposed to do. You know, we're, we're doing Mm -hmm. the cookouts. We're doing the the youth groups. We're doing all this stuff. Meanwhile, my marriage is crap. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Um, I need a divorce, but you know, my husband's a deacon. What's the church going to say? What's my family going to say? All these things about what is everybody else going to say came to mm-hmm. play during my divorce. Fast forward to my kid coming out, same exact questions mm-hmm. came to me. Um, and it was that point that I started getting on TikTok and I'm kind of jumping a little bit, but when I got on TikTok and started seeing some of these, um, LGBTQ affirming churches and these pastors and these. My church is always, oh, you women can't be a pastor. Mm -hmm. So that's all I knew. Anyway, all these things, I really started questioning, where was my Christianity? Mm -hmm. Where was it? Was it in some book? Like, and I love my Bible and I'm not saying this. I love my Bible, trust me. Mm -hmm. But people take that Bible and they make it to where it fits their agenda and what they want. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize I was that person. I was doing that. And when this whole thing started happening, it reminded me of the divorce and all the questions I had about what is everybody else going to think? And luckily now I'm at a point where I don't care what any of y'all think. (laughs) (laughs) I care what my Jesus thinks. I don't care what anybody thinks. Mm -hmm. I know if I have peace, that is from the Lord because the devil cannot create peace. He cannot do it.
1: Yeah.
2: So
0: if I have any peace about anything in my life, that is from God.
1: Yes.
0: Anyway, so, um, yeah, so that's kind of, that, that's where my Christianity was at, at that point. Um, and it's really quite interesting how this whole thing works. Because Cody came out at 13, then presenting as, as a female, um, came out as uh lesbian slash bi. Mm-hmm. Very interestingly enough. Two months before that, I really started diving deep into the Bible and I started um, doing the read the Bible in a year. And I was taking notes like crazy and all this stuff. And and I was in the Old Testament part,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that chunk when yeah. he came out. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> and so my first thought was, okay, now my kids, and I'll tell you the reaction I had to, to him in a minute. But my kid, I'm like, okay, well, my kid's coming out. This is Satan trying to deter me from God. Mm. Oh, you want to read the Bible? Huh? I'll make yeah. your kid gay. And then you will not want to read that thing anymore. Right. 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 Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so I'll never forget it. When, when Cody came up to me, 13 years old and, uh, I was sitting in this room and that lazy boy chair over there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he comes and sits down on the chair and he said, I've got something to tell you. And I'm thinking, okay, did you fail another test? Did you, you know, whatever. Because Cody's a very submissive, very, at the time, he's more outspoken now. But mm-hmm. when he's young, very timid, very meek, didn't people pleaser, didn't want to ruffle the feathers. He would take all the heat just to get through the day. Because that's yeah. what he was doing at his dad's house with stepmom. So Cody was learning coping mechanisms of if I just shut up and just don't do anything, then they'll just leave me alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Not at my house. He didn't have to be that way. But <laughs> when you learn that, that's all you do. Right. Yeah. So he comes out and he said, I think I'm a lesbian. And I went, how do you know you're, how do you, how do you even know that yet? How do you know? And um, little did I know all of his friends were in the LGBTQ community at school. Mm -hmm. Once we start figuring this out, my response was, well, of course you are all your friends are right. Yeah that's where I was. Okay. Of course you're gay. Okay. So then I said, this is not what God wants for you. And I'm really worried about you now, because if you are, I want to see you in heaven someday. And I Hmm. won't see you in heaven. If you're doing this, that's what I told my kid.
2: Hmm.
0: That's what I told my kid. And Cody, Cody stormed off, slammed the door in his room, comes out five minutes later. I'm going to stay with dad for a little bit. I need a mental break from you. Okay. You're mad at me. That's cool. God says you're going to have wrath in his name, whatever. That's fine.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And, um, stayed with dad for a little bit. And then we, you know, we came back and kind of tried working things out, but I always felt this disconnect. (laughs) Duh. Right. Um, And. So now Cody's 14. He's got the head shaved to one side. He's kind of doing the whole, you know, first of all, I don't care if you're a gay (laughs) kid or straight kid. 14's an awkward age. Like you're all weird. And you're like, maybe I'll be got this week and I'll be country next week. And I'll, you you know, like, so (laughs) right. So I'm thinking, okay, my kid's doing all this. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, okay, my kid's doing all this weird stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I'll never forget. I don't know why I remember this, but I do. I was in my bedroom hanging up my clothes and I was hanging up a pair of pants in my closet. Mind you, I have ADHD and I can't remember what I had for lunch, but I can remember the story. It must be relevant. Mm. Right. Right. So I hang up the pants and I said to myself out loud, you watch. Now she's going to say she's a boy.
2: Mm.
0: Watch. Not long after that, Cody's, you know, um, was having a whole lot of trouble and started self-harming. And um didn't know anything about the trans stuff. I just thought, okay, he's still mad at me because I told him he's not gonna go to heaven. And I did tell him, I love you, but yada 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 mm-hmm. yada. Well, you should never do that. <laughs> Parents, mm-hmm. don't ever tell your kids I love you, but because that but takes over the whole conversation. I love you isn't even a thought. Don't, don't do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. So um Self-harming starts. So now we're in mental hospitals hmm. trying to navigate this whole thing. And um while he's at his dad's house, his stepmom is feeding him some really nasty negative feelings about me to my kid. Hmm. Brainwashing is real. That's why my older son I have no contact with for that exact hmm. reason. Still eight years later. Wow. So brainwashing is happening. Now I'm getting now I'm you know, furious. And, uh, but I was trying to say, okay, what do I do with my kid? Because if I keep telling my kid that he can't go to his dad's house, then he's going to keep self-harming. He's going to get mad. Like I need to protect mental health. So Mm -hmm. finally, Cody says, I just want to go live with dad for a little while. Okay. So Cody was at his dad's for four whole months. I didn't see my kid that one time. And that was Cody's choice. Mm -hmm. Looking back, I deserved every minute of it. I didn't know then. And I'm still struggling. Why is this happening? You know, I'm like, and I prayed over Cody's door frame. I prayed over Cody's clothes. I prayed it, not to pray the gay away for my kid, but to pray for his life. Because at that point, I was like, God, give me a gay kid. Just give me my kid. Hmm. Like at that point, I was like, I don't care. I don't want this kid to keep hurting himself. He would sit in the bathroom and just, you know, Hmm. cut himself. So, anyhow, so he's at his dad's for four months. And um, one of the therapy sessions, he was in the hospital four times. The third time he was in, I think it was a third time. So it's kind of all a blur, some of it. But he writes me this letter out of the blue and says, I'm transgender. My I'm your son. And my name is Cody. I want you to start calling me Cody. And that's just the way it's going to be. And I was like, you're telling me to call you something different than what I gave you at birth in Europe. Mm-hmm. You're not a boy you so he was only in the hospitals for like two weeks at a time and then he would come to my house for a week dad's house for a week my house for a week until he would have another episode back to the hospital he'd go kind of thing Mm -hmm. so during this whole time he's trying to tell me all the stuff and I'm like listen I said I just you're not a boy you have breasts and a vagina and you are wearing makeup I don't why are you doing this like this is definitely not how God created God created you as a female because if he wanted to create you as a boy, he would have. This is not, mm-hmm. you know, so here I am trying to, trying to tell my kid what I thought was right when really I was totally damaging this kid. Totally damaging this kid. Mm-hmm. So then I start telling my pastor about it. My pastor's like, well, you know, we have some families here at church who... Um, won't go to their kids' weddings because they're same-sex weddings. We have some people that are accepting. He said, you know, you're just going to really have both. And it was that moment that I thought, Jesus would never do that. Mm-hmm. He would never, of all the crap I've done, as much sex as I've had not being married, <laughs> you know, all yeah. the stuff that I've done in my life, I just can't see him not wanting to be at his child's wedding. Yeah. Like I just, so was then I was like, okay, something's, so then I'm thinking all this Christianity that I thought I knew wasn't. Mm-hmm. This is when I just started thinking something isn't, something's not matching. So fast forward, the four months goes on. At the end of the four months, um, I went to visit Cody in the hospital and he refused to see me and just, it was just awful. We went to therapy sessions. I was called every name in the book. He hated me, all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. part of that was because of my my uh, views at the time of being trans partly of it was the brainwashing from his dad it was just a whole multitude of different things long story short I had to call the police to get my kid back because I knew if I didn't get my kid back and started figuring this out Mm -hmm. I'd never see him again because that's what happened to my oldest one
1: yeah
0: I'm not doing that again so Cody was mad and I looked at Cody and I said listen I'm going to keep fighting for you. And I wasn't using his name, wasn't doing pronouns yet, right? Mm -hmm. But I knew I had to do something. So now I'm dating somebody and now we're engaged. We're both using the wrong pronouns, both using birth name with this kid. And shocker, he's at his dad's house for the week. And I get a call that he tried killing himself. Mm. And we've had three suicidal ideations, which for those that don't know what that means, it means you have the idea of suicide. You've thought about it, but you don't have a plan. You're not sticking with anything, but you're like, boy, I'd rather be dead. Maybe, right? Yeah. This was an attempt. So this is past the ideation stage. Now we're at the point where I have to take the doorknobs off of all the doors. I have to make him sleep in my bed. I had alarms on each door so he wouldn't leave the house and just all these things. Little did I know. Every time I said she and called that kid, the birth name, it just, uh yeah. right in his heart, just deeper and deeper. But I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a phase. You'll get over it. You don't know what you want, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, driving to the hospital and waiting for an ambulance to pull up with your kid in it for wanting to end their life at the age of 15. was enough for me to say, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. What I'm doing is not working. Yeah. It's not working. Mm -hmm. So as soon as he's in the hospital, um, if you've ever heard of anybody experience this, when you're in a hospital situation, they have a nurse that just sits in the room the whole time because the kids tried killing themselves. They don't trust the kid, obviously. Mm-hmm. um they do it with adults as well they just have somebody that's a sitter they sit in their room just to kind of so we had to wait for a bed to open at the hospital so a bed opens he goes to this hospital now i'm pacing my apartment freaking out crying praying mm-hmm. god what do i do what do i do and i never said god why did you do this why god why i always said what now mm-hmm. for some reason i never ever once never once Started to not believe in God. Never once did my faith falter. Never once, you know, and some people that happens and that's okay. That's part of the journey, but Mm -hmm. it didn't happen to me. But I was always like, what now? Okay, God, what do I do? What do I do? I don't know Mm -hmm. what to do. What am I supposed to do? Prayed about it. Okay, God, I cannot do this by myself. I don't know what is going on with this kid, but I cannot do this by myself. What do I do? The phone rings. It's the therapist at the hospital. We're talking. She says, you've got to start using he pronouns and you've got to start saying, Cody, you have to. You have to do this. And I said, it's dumb. Hmm. Why would I do that? I'm encouraging this behavior. Why would I do that? This makes no sense. The therapist said, being transgender is a real thing. Mm -hmm. and this kid, it's not a choice for your kid, because if it was a choice, he wouldn't be doing this. He would do something else to piss you off for a hot minute, but this Mm -hmm. kid is cutting himself and trying to kill himself because of it. This is simply not a phase. I said, fine, I'll call him Cody. That's fine. Whatever, you know, whatever. So I go to pick him up in the hospital. He's obviously mad. He's not talking to me. He's got to be with me again. And he's threatening everybody. that He's going to kill himself again if he's got to see me, all this stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I just start using Cody. Then I start saying to myself, okay, he, him, Cody, he, him, Cody, son, Cody, son, he, him, like over and over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And as soon as that started happening, things got better really quick. Wow. Things got better really, really quick. And I remember when he first came out, I remember it was really interesting because I was telling you how it's a little different perspective when your family's gay versus your kid. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So I have lots of friends that are gay. I'm not saying that as a ticket and I know what's going on. I got friends that are gay. I don't mean it like, I'm just saying I've been exposed to gay, lesbian people. LGBTQ people, my sister, my whole life. Like, I've got lots of friends that are gay. Mm-hmm. I'm a sign language interpreter. Not every male interpreter is gay, and I don't mean it to sound like that. But more of them are than not. Wow. And so I have a lot of male interpreter friends who are gay, is my point. I have a yep. lot of deaf males that are gay that I know. Like, it's just a thing. Like, whatever. Men mm-hmm. of my kid came out, and people started knowing it. I was getting stuff sent to me on Facebook all day. Oh, here's this free hugs mom lady. And oh, here's this cool pride thing. And they were just, and I finally was like, stop, just mm-hmm. stop. And really, my feeling of the LGBTQ community at that time was you all took my kid. Mm,
2: yeah.
0: You all took my kid from me. You stole my daughter from me. All of you did. Mm-hmm. I never once told any of my gay friends that. I never once told my sister. Matter of fact, I don't think I've really told anybody. So, this might be the first time people are hearing it. I think I said it on in Instagram, that interview there. Yeah, you did. It's the only two places I've ever said it. <laughs> but that's how I felt. Yeah. You know? Um, then came time for Cody's uh, 15th birthday. 16th birthday? 15th? What do you want for your birthday? I want a binder. <laughs> So I went to that G2CB, gc to b whichever one I, it is. It's a great we'll figure website. It out. Link it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gc to b the letters, GC and then 2 mm-hmm. and then B. So I pulled him up and I ordered one for his birthday. And you would have thought I gave that kid gold. Oh,
2: man.
0: And it was another aha moment when he put that thing on because without being disrespectful, he was large chested. Mm-hmm. So when he put that binder on and he came out of his room, I just went Mm. completely flat. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't seen him that happy in a long time. Wow. Because he was always shoulders or hunched. He's always doing this, you know. Mm -hmm. And so for him to just, and he was still doing that, but just not as much, you know. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And um, and I just started asking questions. Okay, so what is this whole non-binary thing? Can you say you're queer, but I can't? Like all these things that I just didn't know. Why can't I say the F word, right? I just didn't, I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that kid gave me more information at a very mature, respectable level that I had never heard in my life.
1: That's amazing.
0: And it was then that I was like, okay, then the first pride celebration came along in 2018. So I'm going to pride with my kid. And I'm like, this is, and I'm looking around and I'm like, there's men in dresses and there's butch lesbians and there's lipstick lesbians. And I, I was like, I don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> like what yeah. is going on? You know? Um, but the one thing I took away from that, they're both at the Lansing pride here in Michigan. The one thing I took away from that first pride was everybody there was just happy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody was saying hi and hugging people. They didn't know. The streets were shut down. There was music. People were just being pleasant and happy and just. And so I knew, OK, this is kind of cool. I want to see more of this. Um, and then so the next year, Cody spoke at Pride. Wow. that's
1: awesome.
0: And this is when he had when he just came out as trans. He got to speak at Pride. I'm going to put that on TikTok. It's up it's a five minute video. I need to chop it up in five parts and I'm an interpreter. So I caption everything for my deaf folks. So it just Mm -hmm. takes a process to get all that done. But, um, I think that was my aha moment. I had this shirt on. I think that was my aha moment of, wow, I've got a trans kid. Mm I have a son. Okay. We're going to roll this, you know, and standing at the bottom of the capital steps and watching my kid tell the world that he is a trans male. Mm -hmm. And this kid doesn't like to be in front of a microphone. If you pay $1,000,000 and it was like, he just, you know, so that's kind of how that's, that's how, that's how it started. If that wasn't too long of an answer. No, it was great. (laughs)
1: I love that. I just love that you shared all those details. Um, One thing when I interviewed my mom is one thing that we, we talked about and I talk about with a lot of people is, as LGBT people, we also have to remember that our family and our friends have to come out as people who love mm-hmm. LGBT people. Um,
3: I mean, yes. My best friend's
1: a worship leader and she's having to go through that with some other worship people that she works with in different states and like, Hey, y'all are coming to visit. You're coming to my best friend's house. Who's married to a woman who's also on our worship team. Um, and now she's having to have that conversation. And
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: we so often forget that y'all go through it in your own way too. And it's,
0: yeah, we do. And it's, it is, and it's our own journey. And I remember Cody saying to me in the very beginning, it's my story. Don't Mm -hmm. tell people it's my story. And I said to him, it's my story too. Mm -hmm. I have to digest this. And he would just get angry and I wouldn't use the pronouns right away in his name. And I said, but you got to remember something. You've had at least two years to think about this. Yeah. To come to figure out who you are. You need to give me some time. Mm -hmm. you had your time I don't need two years but give me some time like give me a minute you know and that's what a lot of especially kids don't understand you know you have to give moms and dads families friends you have to give them grace I'm Mm -hmm. not saying let them walk all over you I'm not saying let them look at you and say you are a joke you are fake this is ridiculous Mm -hmm. I'm saying if you know that that person is trying to understand Mm -hmm. they're going to call you the wrong pronoun they're going to call you the wrong name they're going to you know um but if you know that where their heart is and they're trying give them some grace yeah for I sure totally
1: agree yeah. and i think it's harder yeah. i came out at 24
0: and wow it was a
1: totally different thing I had my own apartment i had a good job i was in a different city um but uh, kids are coming out younger which is amazing but they're still yeah. kids and and they process different and i mean i'm raising two total a 10-year-old and a 2-year-old and they're <laughs> hitting boundaries right now i got both yeah. ends of the spectrum with preteen boundaries and toddler boundaries. I'm like, okay.
0: I don't um, miss that. <laughs> it's
1: no joke. I'm tired.
0: It is no um, joke. <laughs> <laughs> you're wonder a wonder woman. Problem. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, But
1: you know, they just, it's the same thing. Any advice that I could give my younger self is just remembering that it is a process, not just for you. It's a process for your new friends. It's a process for the Christian friends you have that are You're their first lesbian friend or whatever, you know, um, even my yeah. friend, she was like, I don't want to offend you by telling you this. I'm like, no, I understand what you're going through. Come to me. Let me give sure. you some advice. It's hard. Sure. It's, especially and in the Christian world. <laughs> it
0: it's is. Hard. I was just going to say, it's really hard in the Christian world because, um, I had a, a couple of friends. Um, mo- one of them actually is ones that first introduced me to Christ at that bonfire. It was one of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're still friends today and they've, they've sent me an email, you know, message on Facebook, a private message and said. I'm just really worried about you that you're teaching your child to defy God is what I'm really worried about with mm-hmm. that. And back then I didn't know there was a mistranslation in the beginning, so I couldn't use that as as part yeah. of my shield. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all I replied back with is, no, I'm teaching my kid that God's going to love you no matter what journey you're on in your life. Yeah, that's what people need to remember. You can take all Always. of the old. Oh, it's translated to pedophile, but really it's homosexuality. It's all these things. I'm a red letter Christian. For those that don't know what that means, our Bible, if you look at the, it's called the New Testament, again, for those that don't understand the difference, is after Jesus dies and he's resurrected, everything is brand new. All those silly old laws about not being able to mm-hmm. wear certain fabrics and having to marry your brother to keep having babies and not being able to eat pigs and all these things, all these really weird yeah. things. All of that is null and void. Christ mm-hmm. came, so we don't have to do that weird stuff anymore. Yeah. So I really don't care what the Old Testament says. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it a good reference to have in the Bible? Yes. Am I saying not to read it? No, I'm actually going through the whole Bible. I'm halfway through it again. I love Mm -hmm. it. I love to hear where the stories came from and David's bloodline, Jesus's blood. I love to hear all that stuff. And I'm really grateful and thankful for Christ because if it wasn't for him, we'd be living like that still. Right. So anyway, so I feel like, and I know, I still feel like I'm defending that that perspective of the Christian that I used to be, the closed-minded Christian. And let me tell you, I don't think, I know for a fact, I know for a fact, 90% of Christians are not transphobic. They're Mm -hmm. ignorant. They just don't know, Mm -hmm. right? And if you, it's fear of the unknown. I just did, I just posted a video about that. It's fear of the unknown. I was scared because I couldn't understand it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't grasp it, right? Right. So if more Christians come to the point of, okay, I might not understand being trans because I don't, because I'm happy with my body. I'm a cis straight female. I like men. I, that's all I know, which is no different than you being attracted to women and having a wife. It's all you know. It's, it's, it's how we're created. It doesn't matter. The point is to be able to have that realization of, okay, it's just an unknown. So, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you're transphobic. Yes, there are transphobic people. Absolutely. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. there's not. I'm saying if we all stop, take a breath, because I was one of those and I was never transphobic. Yeah. I really wasn't. I wasn't afraid of trans people. I just thought they were big sinners. There's a difference.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know, and so that's so. I feel like still today I have to defend that. I have to defend my relationship with God because I have a gay kid that I actually love and support and mm-hmm. encourage to be who he wants to be. I wore this shirt, Proud Christian Mom at Pride. And I had Christians with their God hates F mm-hmm. things. Yeah,
1: that
2: word.
0: Their little things. And they would say, and that's and I'm learning as I go, I didn't know you couldn't say that word. Cody's like, Mom, you can't say that word. I'm like, oh, I didn't know, right? I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And I'm learning so much from my kid. It's freaking it's it's amazing. But anyway. Christian looked at my shirt and went, "Christian, huh?" Mm. And I said, "Yeah, my Jesus says to love even you." Yeah. And I walked off. Which is hard, you know. It's yeah. and it's hard because I, I used to feel like I was defending myself constantly. I have an ally sticker in the back of my car, and I get the middle finger more than I. It's like you. That's crazy. You know, it's 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 a really crazy, sad world. And I think if I could be one of those people, because I have a pretty dominant, assertive personality, mm. I don't really care what you think. But if you'll listen to my story and listen to what a POS I was, and then I can admit to that, if I can save another parent from doing what I did, I will stand up here and talk about this all day long. If it reaches one person who has a two-year-old kid or a three-year-old kid or a four-year-old kid who is born male and it likes to wear dresses, that's not a red flag in a bad way, but it's a, hey, wake up, be ready, in case this continues, let them guide you as to who they are. Don't tell them boys can't wear dresses. Don't tell a girl she can't play football. Don't put gender on anything. Yeah. You know, and if I would have had those tools when my kids were little, I think my kid would have came out to me a whole lot earlier.
1: Yeah. And something I think about all the time, I mean, being a part of the LGBTQ plus Alphabet Mafia community. um, I think about, I mean, what if my kids came out as gay or as trans? And I'm like, how would I handle it? Because I don't know. I mean, you want... You want the easiest path for your kids and being in the sure. LGBT community, especially being a Christian, it hasn't been the easiest path. So that's as a parent, no. now being a parent, those are things I do think about, okay. but like my
3: Absolutely. son's raised
1: by two moms and he has a big sister and I don't paint my nails, but they paint their nails and they put on makeup and he's like, mommy, paint my nails. I'm like, okay, whatever. Okay. But yeah. I, I pity the fool who tells me he's a girl for that. Cause I'm like, no, it's paint on his hands. Right. You know, right. like let him be free. Cause my mom let us be free. Absolutely. And uh I was walking around thinking I was Will Smith from Men in Black for half of my life. Like it was
0: That's we not a free. bad thing either though. You see? Know?
2: <laughs>
1: and right, so I think right. that's just something we gotta continue to push and um
0: I yeah, I think so. And yeah. I think, you know, um I I I wish I would have had these tools in my back pocket when when Cody came out and I was Completely alone, and I love my folks don't get me wrong, but they mm-hmm. didn't i mean my 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 dad finally which remind me if I forget because we got to go through the another the rest of- of cody's journey
2: mm-hmm.
0: finally called my kid by the right pronouns and by the right name last week it's a process it is it's a process you know, and it's and i i so I basically did it alone. I watched mm-hmm. my kid try to kill himself, I was in therapy because. I forgot to mention this part, so after Cody has his uh, attempt, six weeks later, long story into like a two-minute spiel, the ex-fiance, strong Christian, um, Mm -hmm. kept saying to me the whole time that we were engaged six months, and we had dated back when Cody presented as a female two years ago, Mm -hmm. then we broke up and he came back, so he saw Cody as a female, and now he's seeing Cody as his true self, and he's really Mm -hmm. confused, right? So I kept telling him, ask him. Cause I was finally starting to come to terms with him. It's like, okay, this is cool. He can wear boys clothes. I'm cool. Like we're good. Right. Yeah. I kept saying, ask him, just sit on the couch in the living room and say, why do you think you're a boy? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Why do you, why do you really want to wear a binder? Why don't like ask? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: That's how I learned is by asking. It was hard to ask. It's hard to get out of your own way. But once you do that and start asking things happen, long story short, after Cody's attempt, um, six weeks after that, we were dropped him off at a therapy session, picked him up afterwards. We were at a restaurant. He and I, Cody and I and, and the fiance, and he just out of nowhere, I'm sick and tired of your trans crap. I'm sick and tired of you telling me to change your pronouns and blah, 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 blah. The bartender heard him. He was so loud. Wow. So my kid went from eating and smiling and laughing to shoulders sunk in, sitting way down in the seat and sobbing. And it was that point Mama Bear came out and I was like, oh, no, no, no. So he kicked him out. So after we kicked him out, he decided to send me nasty emails, tell everybody what a horrible mother am because I have a gay kid, but it was okay to sleep in my bed and that was fine. We're not married, but that yeah. was okay. That was okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, long story short, I had a protection order filed. I had cameras outside of my house. My pastor told me, don't worry about it. Just pray about it. It'll be fine. And all those people that were in my small group are still friends with him. Wow. Things started, all these alarms are going off in my head like, so all these men in the church are saying this is okay because I'm a woman and so they can treat women how they want. Mm-hmm. Oh, and women can't be pastors. And women can't have any kind of say on anything either. This is not okay. Like it was in all yeah. these things are starting to come together, you know. Um, he went so much as to meet past relationships that I had, you know, drive out of state to go meet guys that I used to date and hang out with them. Just, yeah, just weird stuff. Wow. Two years later, he still says stuff. Two years later, he still says stuff. Still says stuff. Um, and it, Cody was absolutely floored because they were buddies. We had no idea. We had no idea. And Cody's like, I'm sorry, mom. It's because of me. You don't have a family now. You know, the whole guilt. And I said, oh, no, no, no. I said to him, do you remember when I picked you up with the police when you were young? And I told you that I was always going to fight for you. Remember that? Because we were sitting in the car and I picked, you know, we had just gotten him out from that whole mess. And Yeah. And I said, I'm fighting for you right now. This is what fighting for your kid looks like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You will always come first. Yeah. There's no, you know, and, and I told him when he was 12 years old, before any of this stuff ever happened and his stepmom was treating him horribly. I said, I want to let you know, when you're at my house, I will never be with somebody that doesn't treat you as you should be treated. And so he knew that when he was young, and so this was just proof of all of that happening. So mm. again, it's defending yourself. It's, it's doing the right thing when the right thing is hard to do. Yeah. But then it's easy to do at the same time because there's no choice. I mean, I'm, yeah. my kid is the greatest. Cody is, I wish he was here tonight. He's not, unfortunately, but he is just this amazing, funny, smart, loving. He is the most, he's the best thing that has ever happened to me in my life. And even in his worst moment, i knew that wasn't really my kid it was just a phase of not the trans part being a phase but the yeah. emotional stuff was just a season until we got things figured out until i could give him that life jacket until he could get above that water and go okay i'm good you know even through those times he was still an amazing kid he was just yeah. having a crappy time you know figure it all out. yeah and i think that's that's part of that whole thing i talk about with the unconditional love you have to love your kids regardless you can't say well you know, if you're gay, you're out of the house. If you're mm-hmm. if you're not a doctor, then you're not my kid. Like all those, when a kid's born, when you're having that ultrasound at five months long and they go, what do you want? And you're like, I don't care the gender as long as they're healthy. Well, why do you care when they come out then? Why yeah. did I care? Why mm-hmm. did I care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, something I, I, I gave my mom, Love Ellen, um, written by Ellen DeGeneres' mom. And one thing that she said in there was like, you're mourning the child that you thought you were going to have. And that's why it's yeah. so hard for parents is because, you know, you have this kid and they're like, oh, they're going to play football and they're going to do this. And then,
0: absolutely whatever, they
1: don't play sports or they don't, not even just about being gay or, whatever, or trans. It's like they don't sure. do things you thought and you got excited about. And it's just kind of a right. letdown. And you got to, you got to kind of humble yourself and be like,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And I did a lot of that grieving behind closed doors because I didn't want yeah. my kid to feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. But I will never forget when he came out. Um, It was in the fall and uh, all my Facebook friends have kids my age, obviously. And, oh, look at my beautiful daughter at her homecoming. Look at her dress. Look at her boyfriend. Look at their perfect life. And I was like, and they would say things to me like, or they would say things on Facebook like, oh, I hope she's not boy crazy. And I so bad wanted to comment and say, wish you had my problems. Hmm. Not that I think it's a problem now, right? But at the time, and I was like, oh, I wish I could just have a cis female who had boy problems and wore too much makeup. I got a whole other shit ton of stuff going on. Excuse my language yeah. right now. Like I have a whole lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah. You know? And so, and I was really, really, I grieved watching everybody else's kids doing all these cool high school things that my kid didn't want to do. He was online school. Cause he didn't want to be around other kids. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. He didn't go to prom. He didn't, he's not going to go to graduation. He's graduating next month, but it's a really small online school and he doesn't care. He's like, I just want the paper in the mail. I'm like, okay. You know, oh, but yeah. Yeah. So, but, but you're right. It's that whole grieving process of, oh, we're going to have a white wedding and we're going to have babies. And we're going to have all these things. And none of that is happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean the white wedding might, right. But I'm you just saying know. the white dress and the veil and all that stuff won't
1: happen. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. But, but then no, you know, and you don't, and, and, you know, and I, and, and what I tell parents now when they um, innocently ask me questions that I used to think mm-hmm. when I thought the way that they think, yeah. About Cody. Um, I say to them, Well, here's your choices. You can let your kid come out and let them guide you with who they are,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And be a part of their life and try to figure it out. Or you can visit them at the grave. Yeah. So I can visit my daughter at the grave, or I can visit my son right now. Yeah, that's good.
1: It's, it's not it's really so a to me,
0: it's not a hard choice. It's not a hard choice. Yeah. That's
1: that's a really good point. And it's very true. And I think um, just as you've been talking, just what I feel, just getting to know your story and follow you on TikTok and get to actually talk to you tonight. I hate that you had to go through it alone, but I know you're going to help so many more people than you've already helped by
3: having yeah. that experience
1: and that process. And I appreciate advice. it, Yeah. Because you went through it in the hard way. If you hadn't, you might not have the same advice you have.
0: Well, and you know and, what? You're absolutely right. And I think I know God uses everything for his good. Mm-hmm. Everything. Every bad thing that happens in our lives is God will use for his good somehow, right? Yeah. And I know right now the Lord is using me for a platform for his good because he wants me to spread the message. He loves everybody. If you're gay, pan, you know, if you're just a guy that likes drag, if you're, Whatever. If you're married and you're a woman and you have a wife and kids, God still loves you, like all these yeah. things. And and I think that, you know, when I started TikTok, I posted a six, part six video. It was like way back in like May of last year. I'd have to. It's way at the bottom of my videos, which take forever to get to now. But it was my story pretty much about how my kid came out and people started commenting back. And, and I wasn't trying to gain any kind of platform. I was just like, I'm um, um, not working because of COVID. I'm bored. All oh, this TikTok. OK, we'll see what this is about. Yeah. I had a few followers and then I didn't really talk about it a whole lot because I was like, oh, I don't really know what I want TikTok to be. I'll just kind of see. Well, then I posted a video when Cody started testosterone, which is a whole nother journey. We can hang how much time you have to get into that one. But and I post a TikTok thing and it's way down by now and towards mm-hmm. it, you know, <laughs> but um, the TikTok said, all right, trans people. Um, My son came out as trans, born female, now as a male. All of a sudden, he's got this beard overnight. And Mm -hmm. I said, which means I've got a son overnight. It's cool. However, I didn't have your average boy at 10 years old who starts this puberty process. So by the time he's 15, you're used to facial hair. He took Mm -hmm. testosterone within four months. Boom. His voice was down. Adam's apple was on. He's got this. So I'm like, what do I do? How do I handle this beard? 14,000 people like that. I mean, just... Wow. And I wasn't even trying to gain followers and I was like, oh, okay. But then I start seeing the haters coming in. You know, you, you get all mm-hmm. that too. But um and ever since then I'm like, okay, this is my platform. Well now I have people message me on the daily. On the mm-hmm. daily. Moms. My kid just came out at twelve. What do I do? Thirteen year old kids. I wanna tell my mom that I like other girls, but I don't know how she's gonna take it. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I get at least 10 to 15 messages a day. And I'm not complaining. Anybody listening, keep them coming because if I can save somebody's life, I'm going to do it. Keep them coming, keep them coming. Um, And so that's kind of how the whole TikTok thing started. And I thought, oh, TikTok is an app for young kids, but I'll Mm -hmm. tell you the, and and the things I'm learning from the trans community is absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I'm more focused on the transfer because it's my kid. Right but I'm also learning yeah. so many things. Lesbian TikTok. Can I tell you how much I love lesbian TikTok right now?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I love lesbian freaking TikTok. I just, it's I love hilarious. the women on there. They're funny. Um, I, I freaking love it. And I did a video about that too. And I'm like, I'm getting yeah. all the, I had 8,000 followers in a matter of two or three days. Like it was crazy. Yeah. And all these really gorgeous women I'm very straight, but my goodness, if I see a pretty woman, I'm not that straight, I guess. Right. I don't know. Whatever. There I don't care. Go. Whatever. I think we're all bisexual anyways. Come it's on.
2: Something.
0: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then you get these really good looking men who would friend me too. So I did a funny TikTok tac about that. I'm like, um, okay. So now I'm getting all these, my following went up like crazy. I'm getting all these gorgeous women and all these gorgeous men. And I'm like super excited because you're super hot, but you're all gay. Why do you have to be gay? Why? Like, you know, it was this <laughs> yeah. big, funny, it was this running joke, you know? So I'm now friends with quite a few women on lesbian TikTok. It's, it's just yeah. been a really cool, like, you know, this has opened up so many doors for me to tell my story, for me to love on people who don't have that kind of love, you know, and for me to lift people up who clearly need it. And especially yeah. for me, for the parents who just don't know what to do. Yeah. If I can be the light for that person um, then I will be because I think that was my calling. Oh, I appreciate it. it. Thank you. I think that was my calling. I think, you know, um, I just don't want another kid to go through what mine did.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't want, I, I, you know, I I saw a meme on Facebook once and it, and it, the meme said using the right pronouns will save your kid's life.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's true. It's true. I mean, and my sister's obviously not trans, she's lesbian, but when she came, my mom and dad were like, we knew that when you were young, whatever, let's have a (laughs) beer. Like nobody cared. So my sister never had any detrimental, any anything about it. Like coming out was fine. Mm -hmm. I wish everybody could have that. I wish everybody could have what she had. And the only way that's going to happen is to normalize it.
1: Yeah.
0: Instead of doing the opposite. And Mm -hmm. so the way to normalize it is to get people like me who can post a video and say, guess what? I used to be a piece of shit. I was a horrible person. For a hot minute don't do that <laughs> you yeah. know because it's really hard to relate to people who have had their perfect life their whole life mm-hmm. you know it's like when i was a new christian these christians would come up to you oh yeah you know i grew up in the church i'm like okay so you don't really know what it's like to watch your parents when you're 12 years old get drunk all the time like you don't know what that's like so you can't relate to me you know yeah. so i'm hoping that i can relate to somebody who's going through it yeah
1: that you will for sure, I've I've heard that you want to be a public speaker, and I I totally. I do,
0: yeah. I do I, I, I thing, would love so. to,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I let's do it. it. Let's go on the road.
1: Let's go. You yeah.
0: know, I, yeah. I'm down. Let's do it. Up. I'll get this hair um, colored first, and then we're good.
1: I know. I'll get mine bleached <laughs> tomorrow. I think. <laughs> um, so something I do want to talk about, which is I think even more how you went even more viral on TikTok was. Cody's top surgery. I don't want to know how that came about because I think. Uh,
0: Ah, yeah. So, um, the realization came that my kid was actually transitioning to a male when when we went to the testosterone route. And I want to just really quick touch on that first. Um, he. Wanted to take testosterone. I'm like, no, you're too young. You're not ready for that. It's going to hurt your body. It's going to rip your DNA. Like all these dumb, stupid, idiotic assumptions that Mm -hmm. we make when we're not in the medical field, right? It's like you see all these people that are talking about the COVID shot and it's going to do all this weird stuff to you. Who said that? Well, I saw it on Facebook. (laughs) Okay, there's your first mistake, right? I was one of those when it comes to the testosterone stuff. So we went down to the University of Michigan. um, And if anybody is from out of state, if you're close to U of M, if you're in Indiana, Ohio, go to U of M, their endocrinology, their pediatric endocrinology is absolutely freaking amazing. That doctor was one of the kindest, nicest people that I've ever had help my kid. Mm-hmm. So we go and I'm asking all these questions because as you can probably tell by now, I'm not really afraid to ask. If I don't know, I'll just tell you, I don't know. Like you asked me to be on the podcast. I'm like, what does that mean? Can you see my face? on a po- I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I don't care. I'll ask. Like, do I have to look pretty yeah. or can I just not being a bra. Oh, okay. I got to change my clothes. Fine. Whatever. So <laughs> we, so we go down and we, we talk to this endocrinologist and I'm asking them all these questions. Okay. What's going to happen if he's on this, um, stuff and, uh, he changes his mind. Cause we all think these trans Everyone people, it's a phase. That. They're going to change their mind. The research I've done says 1% of trans people change their mind. 1%. So yeah. he's not going to change his mind. So no, it's not going to ruin your DNA. Here's what it does. You know, Cody already has testosterone. You have both when you're born. And we were just elevating his level that he already has. Oh, that's right. That makes sense. Okay, I gotcha. It's not going to change your chromosomes. You're not going to, you know, do anything like that. And he says, if you stop taking it, you know, he'll have some less male appearance, you know, um, fat distribution will be a little bit different, things like that, but it's nothing, you know, permanent. Getting pregnant might be a little harder if that's what he was ever to decide to do. Other than that, he's fine. So he said, the doctor said, so, you know, we, we were there for like an hour just asking and interviewing and all this stuff. And, and of course, Cody already knows all these answers because this kid's been online for days and hours and months, right. Already researching all this stuff. Right. So he already knows. And so the doctor says, okay, so here's what our options are. He he, he was great. He said, if you would like Cody to do that, we can teach him how to inject it by himself today with saline in a Mm -hmm. syringe to practice. If you want to do that. And I just started sobbing. I just lost it. Mm -hmm. So I sit in this room, Cody's on the exam table. I'm sitting in a chair. This doctor pulls up a chair and he gets like, this is two people sitting. This is their knees, right? He is knee to knee. And he looks right at me and he said, mama, you are going to be just fine. And he said, this kid right here is still the same kid. He's just going to be happier. Yeah. I know this is hard. Your daughter is not going to be anymore once his testosterone starts. He said, but it was never your daughter anyway. That's good. And I just, and he just, he hugged me and he was like, it's your, you, and he said to me, which I felt really good about, it is okay to be apprehensive. It is okay to not know what to do. Mm-hmm. And once I heard my doctor justify my feelings that I was having, I learned to justify other people's mm-hmm. feelings too. And that's what I do yeah. on TikTok a lot mm-hmm. is I say, your feelings are justified. Mm-hmm. It is okay to be mad at the LGBTQ community for taking your kid. It is okay for all these feelings to happen. It is not okay to hold those feelings for long and it is not okay to act on them. But the feelings we have are normal. They're God given. He gave us those emotions. Mm-hmm. So they have to be okay, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So the doctor leaves and I looked at Cody and you know, right before the doctor left, I looked at the doctor and I said, okay, bring the, syringe, the syringes in. Mm-hmm. And my kid who is 57, weighs 200 pounds and I'm five, six, right? Like we're not that much on on height difference, but he's just bigger boned kid. Mm -hmm. Hugs me, starts sobbing Mm -hmm. so loudly that his shoulders were shaking, right? And I'm trying to hold up my kid. And he's kept saying, thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. Really? You're Mm going to let me do this? Really? Really? Mom? Thank you, mom. Thank you. He just over and over and I'm Mm -hmm. crying and he's crying. We're a hot mess. He started tea the next morning. Wow! He started tea the next morning and I've never seen such a happy kid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, absolutely incredible. And my folks were like, are you sure? And I'm like, yep. I'm at the point now where I'm like, don't play me. Just, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not on board, yeah. leave me alone. Like that's where I'm at now, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so a year goes by, he's getting the beard. And even I'm starting to be like, okay, dude, you got to eat the teats. Cause this is kind of weird. <laughs> you know yeah. i'm just being honest that's where i was you know mm-hmm. so i said okay let's look into top surgery he goes are you serious and i was like yep well that next day he had a doctor picked out with all the reviews oh, and i'll you know oh yeah he was already ready oh he was he this is stuff he had in his back pocket for a while you know yeah um i think he knew that i was going to come around because our relationship was phenomenal by then and i was 100 mm-hmm. supportive like i was all about everything gay trans like feed me feed me feed me like i was i loved it because he was not trying to kill himself so yeah. whatever i'm doing now was working right so i was like just you know feed me so um so we picked out the doctor and then i looked at cody and i said we've got a pretty good following on tiktok what if mm-hmm. we made this a tiktok thing did a go fund me mm-hmm. it would be really cool for two reasons it would help us get the money faster so you can get this done second of all we can reach more people who may want to do the same thing or parents who can watch this again and, you know, do the same. And we raised $4,800. Like
1: wow!
0: we started it in January and by April, it was paid for it. I, wow. we had to come up with, I think it was a couple thousand or something, but not mm-hmm. much. I mean, I'm not complaining. It's, you know, yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So the day came to, uh, we drove to Cleveland, Ohio, which is four hours from Lansing, because the Dr. Medali down there at um, Cleveland Plastic Surgery is
2: mm-hmm.
0: absolutely phenomenal. He did a, mm-hmm. just a phenomenal job. And I've got all these thoughts going on in my head and how you think you're going to react to a situation and how you really react are two different things, mm. right?
2: Yeah. So I'm
0: thinking, oh, it's fine. We're going to be fine. Oh, I was a hot mess.
2: Mm.
0: Luckily, we did it before he was 18 so that I could be in the room with him. Because I knew That's if he did when he was over 18, I couldn't go in because of COVID. Yeah. So I'm like, we're doing this before you're 18 because I want to be in that room. Um, so we get in there and the most humiliating part for him was when this plastic surgeon came in, I left the room and they had to draw everything, mark everything. And yeah. Cody had to be very vulnerable and he already doesn't like mm-hmm. his body anyway, right? So. But he did all the markings and um, we hung out for a little bit and then it was time to go. And before I could even say goodbye, they whisked him off and I just videotaped him going down the hallway. And I was like, and I told people on TikTok, TikTok, okay, you guys, I'm going live as soon as I can for an hour and a half because I have got to have somebody keep me occupied. Yeah, I've got to have somebody. And I went through so many of those lifesaver wintergreen mints, one after another on live. (laughs) And a couple of people were like, how many are you going to have? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just—I don't know. My kids are getting operated on. I don't know. Like you know, um, all anesthesia, flipping out. everything. Yeah. It was just so. I'm in the middle of my TikTok live, and I get this phone call from Cleveland, Ohio, that comes up on my phone. So I answer it. My live is paused.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's the doctor. He said everything went great. Surgery's done. He's in recovery. I'll give you about another hour, and they'll call you and let you come and see him. And I was like, thank you so much. And I got back on that TikTok live, and I just started sobbing, and I said, oh, and I said. He did it. He's done. Mm -hmm. He did it. He doesn't have to do anything anymore. He's all done. He can finally present the way he wants to, and he doesn't have have to worry about binders and big shirts and shoving his shoulders down and feeling inadequate and all of these things. Like I said, he's done. He did it and he's good and he's he's, going to be fine. And so everybody's just, yay, you know, my, I mean, I had 70 some people on that live, which for me is a lot. Mm. I do a live and I might have 10 to 15 people, which is good anyway, because you can chat yeah. better with, you know, whatever. But so then I go in and he's wheeled out and, and uh, they already had the, the chest compression vest on. him. you know, they put oh. that on when he's under. And just seeing that he was so flat.
2: Wow. That's
0: just. Crazy. And he never had pain, really. That's good you know we went to uh panera afterwards and had something to eat and went back to the hotel because we stayed overnight just to be safe just to make sure there's no complications
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and he came you know we, we did fine he did i mean we had the drains we had to empty these drains out and do all that you know stuff mm-hmm. um and then five days later we went back to uh do the chest reveal and that was that was like that was the big mm-hmm. moment for him i i don't know what that would feel like and i would you know I. uh if you ever want to interview him on your show, I'm sure you know him, he would yeah. he would be all about that. Um I usually you don't know, speak for my kid, obviously, because I really try to respect his boundaries and where he's yeah. at in his life, but I think that would be really cool for him to do. But um I remember going in, we drove all the way we drove four hours down just for that appointment and drove four hours back home. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: we got down there and I thought they were just gonna take the tubes off because so I thought it's only five days after surgery. There's no way they're gonna do any kind of anything yet. It's just mm-hmm. too early, right? So we go in. he's the only one in the whole office. The uh, nurse practitioner is amazing. And um, we sit at the table and I said, all right, so what's going to happen? Are we just going to take these drains off. She's like, oh, no, we're taking everything off. And I was like, oh, well, let me videotape this. And that's what you saw on the TikTok was this, mm-hmm. you know, it was a six minute video that I chopped up into a minute long to get all the important parts in it. Yeah. Um, I did have two reasons. I wanted to TikTok it because everybody's following our story. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I didn't want to forget any instructions. <laughs> I played that video like two weeks in a row. Listen, okay, when are you supposed to take the bandages off? When do we use this passive tracing? How are those yeah. nipple, gra- nipple grafts work again? Like all this stuff, you know, and I'm? I'm glad I recorded it. So, parents out there, record it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you're
0: not going to be in your right mind and you always have it. <laughs> but um, that moment of her taking that off. It was like, uh, like she, she took the Velcro off the sides and pulled the top open and he had this thick foam covering all of it. Right. So I couldn't see anything yet. The minute she took that off the side and I saw the intricate, amazing, beautiful work that doctor did to make my son a man,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I completely lost my, I, I lost it. And I've got this mask on and I'm trying to record. And I just kept saying, and I listened to myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a hot mess. But I kept saying, look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Mm -hmm. I was so overwhelmed looking at that kid's chest. This is all he's ever wanted ever since probably he's been 10 years old or Mm -hmm. earlier, but I'm saying, the chest part, like, yeah, you know, you start developing breasts at what, 11, 12. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It was probably then that he was probably like, this is not cool. You know? Yeah. Um, and just, and then he laid there and he looked down and he went, wow. Mm -hmm. And then he looked up and the nurse had a mirror. If you've seen the video, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And she was showing him what look like. And he just went, you know what the nurse said? You look amazing. That's amazing. How many times has my kid been told he looks amazing like that? Never. Mm -hmm. And for someone to be affirming to him in that way is huge. That's a big deal. And so then he looks and he says, wow. And then he just puts his head back and just puts it back up and just said, wow, like, wow. And I'm just, and I just kept saying, look at you, look at you, you are wow like i i didn't know what to say mm-hmm. and the whole drive home i just kept saying wow cody you look like your older brother mm-hmm. you laying on that bed like that you look just like your brother yeah you know and he was just and when i recorded him on the way out when we got with the doctors i said let me get you on video i'm gonna ask you a couple questions he's like okay so i asked him and i said how does it feel he's like normal
2: mm-hmm.
0: normal he said i finally feel like I finally feel good or finally feel like I'm right for the first time or something like that. Yeah. And uh yeah. I I don't even know. It was the most overwhelming feeling
2: mm-hmm.
0: ever. And I and I think five years ago I would have never thought where I'd be now, you know? Right. I thought I'd be yeah. raising this daughter and she'd be boy crazy and be talking about push-up bras, and we're clearly not. Yeah. And And I'm good with that. Like, I'm finally at a point where I'm just so good with his choice of transition. I'm not saying he chose to be trans, but some people choose to not transition and that's okay Mm -hmm. too. But for him, it was his choice to transition and I'm so glad he did because he is just, he's got a wonderful girlfriend who knew him back in mental hospital days presenting as Mm -hmm. a female still, right? Yeah. And so they just started dating six months ago, eight months ago. So she's known Cody with a binder mm-hmm. to this and she has been so supportive. And she wasn't there for surgery, but she, he showed her right after the video that mm-hmm. I did and she just sobbed. And she, oh. he went to visit her and she's not laying on his chest because she can't, but she's laying like on his stomach and her hands are here
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she's just sobbing. Like she's just, everybody can feel what a relief this kid yeah. has, you know?
1: I mean, yeah to to not feel like you're in the right body like you know like i you don't know what that earlier, feels like i have I don't no understand. idea yeah i don't
0: yeah
2: i
1: don't i because i'm not trans um i don't understand it, and i think that's important for me to hear stories like this one of yeah. my best friends my hairstylist is and she's been on the podcast but like
0: oh cool okay
1: you know if you don't if you don't understand something you you need to like my pastor right. says. Like, if you don't understand someone, you have a problem with them. Invite them over for
0: dinner, and get to know them. That because I can so guarantee I can you, ninety-five percent of the problems go away. Mm-hmm. I yeah. shouldn't say problems. I, that that uh I think of the sign for it in sign language, but I can't think of the word. That uh, uh <laughs> shoot, <laughs> I'm so bi. I'm so bilingual. That whole distance you have from each other, yeah, right. That whole ah uh, just goes away if you just understand. And, you know, now people will say things to me like, well, I don't agree with them being trans, but I'll support it. So I did a video on that. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Mm -hmm. You don't look at a black person and say, I don't agree that you're black. You don't look at an Asian and say, I don't agree you're Asian. You don't look at me and say, I don't agree that you're a cis female. We just Mm -hmm. are. Black is black. Asian is Asian. Lesbian is lesbian. Trans Mm -hmm. is trans. Like they just, there's nothing to agree or disagree with i can tell you that i have my beverage and i like it you might not like seltzer water i do
2: yeah
0: that's something you could agree on you can't agree on who a person is yeah and so i'm trying to portray that too as you don't say i agree you say i don't understand Mm -hmm. but i'll be supportive because once you change that mind frame and change that language that you're using with people the way that they accept what you're telling them is different Right. You know, right. If, if somebody, oh, I don't agree, that sounds really negative. Well, screw you, you transphobic piece of really, they're probably not. They just don't understand. So to say, I don't understand it, but I'm going to be supportive. That makes sense because I didn't understand it either. Yeah. Yeah. So once we that's can good. get past that, you know, the whole agreeing versus understanding part, it makes a huge difference. And that's and that's with anybody in, in the LGBTQ community. That's with you know, when my when my sister came out, when you came out, I it's mm-hmm. not that I would ever say, I don't agree. You're a lesbian. Um, you just are. Yeah. I don't understand what I'd like to be a lesbian. Well, I kind of do because there's some pretty hot women out there, but <laughs> <TikTok>. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's say. A I'm thing. telling you, it's, a, it's thing. a thing. And I wear Birkenstocks and I'm getting a Subaru. So all my lesbian friends are like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're going through all that right now too. It's quite funny, but you know, but really like, but, but just because you don't understand it, doesn't mean you can't support Best it and be an ally. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, people get so offended by people that ask questions and I try to answer questions from a loving perspective on TikTok Mm -hmm. as well, because I truly believe 95% of people are not bad people. They just don't know how to ask a question in the right way. And you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So I try to say, and I tell people do not bash on this person. Do not be negative. They ask about bottom surgery and I'm like, okay, when this, you, this is a teachable moment. Here's why you don't ask this question. And the person was Mm -hmm. actually a lesbian and said, I didn't realize that. Yeah. You know, thank you for wording that in a nice, kind way to make me not feel bad. I'm like, well, how are we going to get people in the straight community, closed minded Christians, religious Christians, by the way, Mm -hmm. not relationship Christians. How do we get them to ask questions if we make them afraid of us? It's not going to work. So let's come from a loving perspective and say, I'll answer any question you have you know, and answer it from a loving perspective. And they go, oh, you know, it's about building that bridge between two different worlds. You know, how do we do that with love and kindness? And there's no other way to do that. Yeah. So
1: good. That's always been our motto is, even when we got into our church, like we had to be patient with the process of everything. And now I am on the worship team almost every week. That's awesome. But it was being patient because they also have people and people left. Um, But we did it through just like, this is us come to our house, like get to know us. And then tell me how you feel yeah. after Like you're going to leave right. different because we are loving and we're kind. and yeah. Not to sound cocky, but we know who we are. Like Jesus is the center of our marriage and our children Absolutely. know him and
0: mm-hmm. you'll see it.
1: I always say it's by the fruit that they bear and my children yep. are proof of that.
0: And that's, and um, it's interesting that you say that because I, then that's just it, you know, I mean, a tree can bear a lot of fruit mm-hmm. if it's watered. You know, and that whole process is is Jesus. He's got to be in that whole process. And my kid doesn't believe at all in God at all. And that's a struggle. And I want to clarify, it's not a struggle because my kid is not only trans, trans, but he's also bi. So it has nothing to do with either one of those things. It's because he doesn't want to have anything to do with Jesus because of people like me that I used to be. We turn people off. Yeah. I wouldn't want to know Jesus either. If someone told me I was going to hell for loving somebody that, but wait a minute, I'm a good person. Doesn't yeah. God create love? Why can't I love another woman? Or why can't I, if I'm a man, why can't I love another man? Well, I don't want to do that Christian stuff then. I don't yeah. blame them. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them. So now I'm trying to find an affirming church near the Lansing area, not yeah. to bring my kid to because he's on his own journey, right? Yeah. And so I want him to see Christ through me. And this is what I've told my kid ever since everything happened. God doesn't make junk. I tell him that all the time. Yeah. God doesn't make junk and I make sure and tell him every time we have extra money for that surgery, I said to him, God gave me extra hours, kiddo, so we could get the surgery done. You mm. know, God gave us his food. God gave us God. you know, I, I, because I strongly think that if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't have what we have and mm. God doesn't destroy beautiful things. He creates, he just doesn't.
2: Yeah. He doesn't,
0: That's good. you know, and I think the more people that can see that you can be gay, you can be a lesbian, right. you can be pansexual, asexual, you can be non-binary, mm-hmm. you can be trans, you can be a Christian mom with mm-hmm. a gay kid, a trans kid, and still be loved by Jesus. Yes. Once people understand that, that's how we win people to heaven.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's how we win people to the kingdom is that. It's not yeah. telling them that what they're doing is wrong and being closed-minded. It's about somebody telling me, Jana. Hey, did you ever hear about that movie 1946? No, I haven't. Yes. It's about being open-minded to say what is that about? I've been doing some research. And you know what? I'm really kind of angry at the Christian church because I had all these thoughts and feelings and philosophies that were a bunch of BS because some men that didn't care to translate the Bible the way it was supposed to be translated. Mm-hmm. So here I am, taking this old Christian hat off, the religious Christian hat off, yeah. putting the relationship hat on and I'm seeing God, Christianity, churches, um lesbian people who love God in a whole different light now because of that. And I'm really mad at the people who let me believe that what I thought was right was wrong. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. so I'm really dealing with that, not really anger, but that, that animosity struggle of, wow, you know, so I'm relearning my relationship with Jesus all over again.
1: Yeah. It's just how many people got hurt because of that thing. And,
0: how can we absolutely. change
1: quickly and help yep. save as absolutely. many people from walking the road? Cody walked. I went through suicidal depression
0: uh, several times. Sorry to hear and,
1: that.
0: Um, I can't so imagine. You, I don't even know what that feels like.
1: Yeah, and it's. I know it's so real, especially <sighs> in this community, especially in the teen LGBTQ community. And, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, absolutely. How quickly can we spread this love? And I'm so absolutely, absolutely. so thankful that I got to have you on. I'm yeah. gonna have to get it for sure.
0: Yeah, and, I appreciate the invite. It's been yes. great. Um, you know, if I can, if I can, I don't know. I have, you know, people are like, oh, you should write a book. And I've thought about writing a book. I've thought about, I would love, you know what I would love to do? Mm-hmm. I would love to go to those closed-minded Christian churches and just be a guest speaker and say, guess what, yeah. folks? Here's Church. my story. Guess what? I'm still saved. Mm-hmm. My Jesus died for me. And he still loves me, even though I have a gay kid. Mm-hmm. You know, God isn't yeah. going to love my kid any less. And don't shun your kids and make them feel bad for the choices, not a choice, from the journey of their life. Because mm-hmm. when you make them feel bad and shun them and kick them out, that's not what Jesus would do. He yeah. would never kick anybody out of his life. Never, yeah. never, never would he do that. Never would he do that. I mean, I have kids that message me in the daily, but one of them said, I lived in my car for three years because my parents kicked me out. Wow. I sold myself so that I could eat mm. until I was old enough to go to college and make something out of myself. Yeah. And it's but that's okay because you're a Christian. That's not a Christian.
1: Mm-mm.
0: That's a religious Christian. And a religious Christian looks at what are the people in the church going to say? Like I used to think. What are they going to do? What think? is my dad going to do? Um, oh, but the Bible says this, which it doesn't, but I'm going to say it does. Mm-hmm. That's all religion. Religion is rules that you follow yeah. because you might look bad for a person. But is that person mm-hmm. getting you to heaven? Not at all. So the relationship right. part comes in and I say, OK, God, I need to know you on my level. Mm-hmm. Tell me, guide me, put people. And I, pray, and I ask God this every day. One of my prayers when I wake up in the morning is thank you so much for the sun. Thank you for my ability to work and my ability to be a half marathon runner. And a cross-country bicyclist, thank you for my ability to move my body. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, I ask, Lord, that you put somebody in my path today who needs to hear about you in some fashion. And also put someone in the path that I need to hear about you from them.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: ask God to rearrange that every day, you know, to keep it real. Because otherwise you you get lost in the world and the day just goes by and you're like, yeah, you know. I could go on and on about that. So I'd I like to be it. a motivational speaker for that reason. But.
1: You'll be great at it. You Who knows? I'm, I mean, <laughs> I appreciate you it. answered you. questions that I had written down. And I love it when <laughs> I get to talk to someone. I'm like, man, you made my job so easy. Oh, um, I
0: appreciate it. Thank you. To, we'll
1: definitely have to have you on again. I would love to have Cody on.
0: If yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Just yeah. To I would, think so. I would um, love to hear his side, too, because he knows how bad I feel about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he knows that I know what I did was wrong. Mm -hmm. but I don't think we've honestly ever had that. I'm really sorry that I shit on you. I'm really sorry about that. And I've never had Mm -hmm. him say, it's okay, mom. Like we've never had that conversation. Yeah. I think just because we just, it's kind of insinuated, but I think it needs to be heard. And I would love to hear, you know, his side of things and not be standing watching, Yeah. but at some point being able to look at YouTube later and pull it up and watch it and go, wow, because people need to connect with him on that level too.
1: Yeah. I think it's an amazing story to also just to have a supportive mom
0: who that doesn't
1: happen all the time. Very rarely.
0: I know it It hurts my heart so bad. It does. It hurts my heart every day. And I, Mm -hmm. uh, I just like, you know, somebody asked what you would do if you had a lot of money or something. And I said, well, Mm -hmm. I would get a bus or an airplane or something big and just pick up every single LGBTQ kid who was shunned by their family and just keep them all. Like I would just, Mm -hmm. you know, I did it to my kid for a hot second and I can't imagine doing that for their whole life. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Can't do it. Yeah.
1: Well, you're amazing.
0: And oh, I'll definitely do you. this again. Thank yeah, you so sure. much.
1: Um, yes. Thank
0: you for having don't me. Don't hang I really up. Really appreciate it. Okay. So
1: don't hang up. I'm just going to do a quick outro real quick. Sure. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you were as blessed as I was. Um, if you aren't following Jana on TikTok yet, it's at Janet mama. I will put it in the comment section of the video and on Apple podcasts. Um, thank you so much for watching and as always have a great one. I had the
3: most amazing thing just happened to me upstairs and I was washing Cody's hair. His hair was in the sink and I was scrubbing his hair for him and we were talking and he said, mom, I feel so incredibly guilty because a lot of my trans friends, they're getting hated on by their parents. And here's my mom washing my hair in the sink because I just hit top surgery and I feel so guilty that they can not experience what I'm experiencing. And the love i feel for my kid is abundant anyways but to be able to honor him and just serve him and to wash his feet as jesus did with his disciples is really an overwhelming feeling and parents out there who are still struggling and you're angry with your kids because of who they are you will never bond with your kids unless you serve them and love them like i did today and this is not out of vain i'm telling you this is just an experience of overwhelming love and honor and respect that i have for my child and um I've never felt this close to Cody in my whole life as I did today. So, parents, if you're watching this, please love your kids because they need you. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to my mom's
0: podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, and give this video a big thumbs up. Also, thanks for your comments and your feedback. Hey, guys. Thanks. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to my podcast.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh.